0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Passholders Guide podcast. My name is Adam, and I'm here to share some tips, tricks, and secrets to the theme park capital of the world. You may be wondering, who am I? I am a Florida native, a Central Florida local, and I've been a seasonal or annual passholder to every theme park here in the Central Florida area. Not to mention I used to work for one. Each show I'll be here to entertain you, maybe even educate you on a particular topic, as well as go over some up-to-date news and announcement at each park. Lastly, we're going to have story time. Those are going to be some cast member, team member, and ambassador stories. Hopefully we can throw in some interviews, some other tidbits, and I can um, bring you one hell of a show. all righty everybody let's get down to business now in florida in the summertime we all know that that 90 degrees 95 which is uh pretty typical for us to hit every day mixed with that 95 to almost 100 humidity and puts our feels like temperature well into the triple digits Now, there's only really one way to beat the heat here at the theme parks. It was my tip from our last episode, and that was don't go. Well, I didn't follow my own advice like I I told you I wouldn't. And, well, there's really only one way to beat the heat when you're at the theme parks this summer. That is to hit the water rides. So in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at the water rides at our uh, big three uh, main parks here in the central Florida area. So here we go. Our first look here at the water rides in the Central Florida area, we are taking a stop at SeaWorld. Uh, Now, their first water ride opened up in April of 1998, and at that time was one of the two major thrill rides at SeaWorld Orlando. The name alone uh, came at a hefty price. Universal had trademarked the Journey to Atlantis for their new park, Islands of Adventure and after some guest polling about the name uh, of, of SeaWorld's new ride they wanted uh, the na- SeaWorld wanted that name even more now they ended up suing universal claiming that Islands of Adventure was way too close to their water park uh, at the uh, outside of Busch Gardens of Adventure Isle the only way that they could get them to drop the lawsuit would be get to give up the name Journey to Atlantis Now, I guess you know who Cave because Journey to Atlantis is the ride we are talking about at SeaWorld Orlando. Uh, The ride looks as if Atlantis had just risen out of the sea um, on the coast of the Greek Isle, and the queue is actually a a, a little seaside uh, Greek town. The story begins as you board an eight-passenger boat, where a local tells you that Hermes, a golden seahorse, will show you the way. You go on to meet Allura, a mermaid who comes alive, um, who is actually a siren of legend, trying to lure you to your doom. And there's only one way past her, that's a 60-foot fall and a giant splash at the bottom. Now, the ride is part of a log flume, and other parts steel coaster. And uh, it remained that way for 19 years until its yearly refurb in 2017, where all, all the signs of the fiber optic Hermes and Alora had been taken out, citing that they're na- maybe a little too scary for the younger riders. Now, nestled at the, the backside of SeaWorld is their newest uh, water ride, um, Infinity Falls. It was announced back in 2017, opened up uh, towards the fall of 2018, and it takes uh, travelers on a journey that may, uh, may makes you think you're an explorer and a scientist. Now, there's no animals connected to this ride. It's all focused on water conservation. The queue helps support the story, and there's games along the way to help reinforce it. The ride sits on two and a half acres and runs almost five minutes while you traverse over a third of a mile. The ride vehicle has two four-person seating sections, and at the time of opening, captured a record for being the tallest river rapid ride, uh, beating its previous record of 36 feet by adding on additional four. So a 40-foot drop and quite a splash at the bottom, this one you will get soaked universal orlando has three different water rides and all three of those are at the islands of adventure theme park now All three of them are also opening day attractions. Uh, First one we're going to talk about is Dudley Do-Right's Ripsaw Falls. So you start off um, with Universal. They like to have you ride the movies. In this case, we are going to ride the cartoons. Uh, We start with uh, our hero, Dudley Do-Right, and his arch-nemesis Snidely Whiplash. You start off in his uh, his hideout, and uh, as you make your way on through through the queue you see that he has kidnapped Nell Fenwick the heroine the uh, damsel in distress and you are going along with Dudley Do-Right to help rescue her the first scene takes you with our hero Dudley Do-Right uh battling against uh, snidely whiplash going into the won't you be mine and you'll have to ride it to see how that one turns out Uh, We'll just say that that was your first drop. The next drop takes you into the actual Ripsaw Falls, where you have Snidely and Dudley fighting over the conveyor belt to see who is going to win, who is going to save the day, and all that right before you fall down a 75-foot drop at speeds of over 45 miles an hour. Now, with the multiple drops, you are going to get wet on this one possibly drenched. So it is a good thing that our next water ride is directly across from that Popeye and Bluto's Bilge Rat Barge. And now on Popeye's, it is a bit of a familiar scene where you have Popeye and Bluto once again fighting over their love olive oil. So this ride is a river rapids uh, type ride with a it's a 12 passenger vehicle, and it's going to take you through several scenes of the uh, the classic scenes where you will uh, encounter a bunch of waterfalls, a few leaky pipes, and even an 18 foot tall octopus so with all the twist turns waterfalls and uh well even guests sitting on the on a uh, a bridge trying to squirt you you are going to get soaked this isn't a oh you may get wet no 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 no. you are going to be drenched on this one so prepare accordingly and uh make sure uh, you got comfortable shoes that uh you can wear after they get wet now, the third water ride at Islands of Adventure we did cover back on episode four, where we talked all about the Jurassic Park section and Steven Spielberg, but it is the Jurassic Park River Adventure. Uh, we'll go over it once again. It is a leisurely little water river adventure through, you know, showcasing a lot of the herbivores in the Jurassic Park uh, land and, well... Like Jurassic Park, something always goes wrong. You may get knocked off course into the carnivore section of the park and, well, well, you'll just have to go see how the rest of it turns out. What I can tell you is it is a bigger and faster drop than Ripsaw Falls, so that one was 75 foot at 45 miles an hour, where the River Adventure is an 85 foot drop at 50 miles an hour. This one, depending on where you sit, you will get wet. Um, Not really a possibility of getting drenched unless you're uh, in that front uh, corner, front row on the edges where... uh, After that fall, you tend to uh, get a nice little uh, glug of water right down into your lap. So if you are still looking to get wet, if you did not get completely soaked on Popeyes and Bluto's, the splash section for the River Adventure is right outside of uh, their big restaurant. And uh, every time a raft comes down, you have a nice giant splash. If you can convince somebody who's unaware to step up, you can totally get them soaking wet. Now the last two water rides we're gonna talk about are at the Walt Disney World Resort. The first being at Disney's Animal Kingdom, that is the Cali River Rapids. This one, the queue winds you through some temples, some old shops, and brings you to the door of the Cali Rapids Expeditions. They want to show you the natural beauty of the rivers of Asia, and, you know, have you come face to face with all the scenery and the animals. And that's how it starts. Unfortunately, due to illegal logging and a lot of slash-and-burn techniques, it has turned the river angry, and you are in for a surprise. So this one concludes with a 30-foot drop. So that is going to get you pretty wet. I could tell you all about it, but unfortunately... I've never been on this one. Um, it's not for the lack of trying, but we'll get onto that after our next ride we're going to talk about. And that is over at the Magic Kingdom. It is Splash Mountain. Now, Splash Mountain is uh, themed after a movie that we're not allowed to talk about anymore. It is Song of the South and uh, takes you on a ride with Brer Bear, Brer Fox, and Brer Rabbit, uh, going through their town and uh, takes you on a nice little uh, fall over the edge uh, and in uh, into the prickly pear bush, which uh, doesn't seem to affect Brer Bear, if I can remember. No, I'm sorry, it does not affect Brer Rabbit, if I can remember the. Uh, this story from, uh, you know, my childhood. Now, that one comes with over a 40-foot drop and uh, in your log flume, and, well, it was announced over a year ago that Disney is going to be re-theming this ride, so it is now going to be a Princess and the Frog-themed, but well with you know COVID and you know trying to you know forget all about the year 2020 nothing has really been d- uh done with this we're not sure if they are just going to reskin the ride that's there or completely reimagine it and put all new animatronics in which this is the 21st century and uh it's time for an upgrade so I say they do a complete refurbishment of the entire ride give us something new something nice but I don't know what I'm missing because uh Like Cali River Rapids, I've never been on it. So it's a bit of an issue being a bigger guy that getting wet at a theme park does not work for me. It's a little thing that us big people know as chafing. So uh, there have been several days where I have fully planned to get wet. There has been a plan to um, fast pass Splash Mountain first thing in the morning, hop a bus over to Cali River Rapids, and boom, we're done. We're back at our our Walt Disney World Resort, and by lunchtime, to change into some dry clothes and go enjoy the rest of our day. I've done that at least five times. But, of course, it's kind of hard when you shut the parks down the night before to get up the early the next morning to make that uh, that early morning fast pass so it's not for a lack of trying I have been in the queue and up to what I can only guess is the loading section just to have Splash Mountain break down on me so I have uh, never done it uh, I think we talked about on the last episode that in 2014 the first year of my Disney Pass we went almost 40 times that year and countless times being a cast member when I got in for free still never been on Splash Mountain or Cali River Rapids for that one so if anybody wants to get me into the parks anybody listening hit me up and I will gladly go on that one with you and experience it for the first time Alrighty, everybody, this episode's tips, tricks, and secrets, we're going to stick with the theming of water rides and how to keep those valuables dry. Take a few plastic baggies with you, a Ziploc works really nice, throw your cell phone, your wallet, you know, everyone's got an electric key fob nowadays, throw those in there before getting on the water rides, because you are going to get wet. You very, have a very real possibility of getting soaked. So nothing is worse than you know enjoying a day at the theme parks and having to go replace your $1,000 cell phone because it is now drenched. what's going on at our local theme parks. So SeaWorld doesn't have many changes. Uh, they would like everyone to know that they are still doing their fireworks every night through August 8th. So if you don't have any plans to celebrate the 4th of July, they are offering some great ticket specials to get you in the door. Uh, it is $20 off of a single day admission and up to 35% off a multi-park deal. So that is for Aquatica and SeaWorld. I may be wrong. It may just be SeaWorld and Busch Gardens, but either way, those are two great parks to visit. Over at Universal, the Nighttime Lights, the light show on the Hogwarts Castle, is coming back on uh, the same day this is going to be released, July 1st. So... Uh, If you're listening to this, that means that it's going on again. They are easing up their COVID restrictions and allowing people to gather outdoors. So that also means that their other things are reopening, such as the Superstar Parade. Uh, The Ragtime Gals are returning to the Race for New York, the Jimmy Fallon Ride. And the new uh, screen mesh covering the Velocicoaster Bridge is open again. Now... The fact that Universal had to put up that bridge because some unruly guests were throwing ice at a roller coaster, which that is rehensible, but tells you that uh, the theme parks are watching everything that's going on. They're doing everything they can for guest safety and now have the uh, covered walkway, so that is not going to happen again. Over at Disney World, uh, uh, the cast have been seen retraining for the Epcot monorail line. So they're hoping that uh, the third line uh, from the Ticket and Transportation Center to Epcot is going to be reopening here soon. Now, things that are not going to be back back open soon is the Canada Far and Wide, uh, or the Circle Vision with Martin Short, that is now closed and gone for good signs have been covered or removed from all 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 billboards Um, but unfortunately if you have missed that you missed the opportunity to see a quite a great little show with a pretty funny comedian martin short as of the date of rec- of recording this it is June 30th uh, last night the 29th of June, Magic Kingdom had a cast appreciation show. Uh, it is more of a test show for their happily ever after fireworks and a soft reopening of Casey's corner So you know the cast were able to get in you know cut loose a little bit and see the fireworks for the first time in almost 15 months. So that is quite a while for, um, for Disney not to be doing fireworks, but now they are going to be doing those again every night starting uh, July 1st or the date of release here. Um... And they will not be doing the special 4th of July fireworks, which is a 360 degree show. Um, A lot of the resorts that uh, host uh, the fireworks launching uh, areas are not fully reopened, so it it makes sense they're not going to do the 360 degree fireworks. Alrighty, as of the date of recording this, it is June 30th. Epcot is hosting a last of their dress rehearsals for another cast member preview of their Epcot Forever show. Now, a few other things that are going on at the Walt Disney World. Uh, There's one thing that needs to be addressed, and that is the TikTok trend of going in uh, uh, purposely dressed against Disney's dress code standards just in order to get a free shirt, so uh, it's Disney's way of telling you that, hey, we want you to come in, but we want you to, you know, be dressed family friendly, and we're going to give you a shirt to make sure, so Disney does charge an arm and a leg to get in, so you may think you're getting one over on the company, but this does not need to be a viral trend, and I, it is quite disgusting in my book, so... Um, moving on past that uh, of course everything changes uh, after i put it out on a recording so run disney uh, what i had announced on our last show was going to be start restarting in early 2022 decided to change their mind they're going to be restarting this fall of 2021 so look online for that and also look online at our facebook page it is at Passholders Guide Podcast for more up-to-date current announcements and to hit me up with any questions that you may have. So you can always hit me up on the messenger there or passholdersguidepodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty everybody, I had a very nice guest speaker lined up and have a had a nice story time recorded just to find out that my audio is well Let's just say it's not good for for listening. So uh, I said I wasn't going to do it. I lied. Here is another story from my time as a a Walt Disney World bus driver. So we've all seen them out there on the roads. You have the regular-sized buses, and there are the articulated buses. They're the ones that have look like an accordion in the middle, that bend, now, those are, at, at Walt Disney World, 60 to 62 feet and hold roughly 100 people on it. So, fully loaded, you can, you know, think there is a ton of momentum behind that. And, uh, you know, for the most part, driving a bus at the Walt Disney World Resort is a piece of cake. But occasionally, normally around a park exit, they can get a little hairy. So, um I spent a night I was driving one of those articulated buses taking a full uh, full bus home after a nice uh, fireworks exit and well how it used to be all every single bus leaving the Magic Kingdom would have to go around the Magic Kingdom parking lot so that takes you uh down past in front of the Polynesian uh down past the side of the uh, the parking lot and it comes to a very nice merge so typically during the day not a lot of people leaving magic kingdom so that uh that merge is fairly easy you know almost seamless well not tonight so leaving there you know three full lanes of cars coming out and i happen to just be coming out got in very well but right as you the merge on there's a nice exit to get off to the gas station there. So somebody decided it was a good idea to jump in front of a 60-foot bus going, you know, roughly 35 miles an hour and just, you know, slam on their brakes to catch an an exit there. So uh, luckily, Disney is very good about teaching all their drivers defensive driving. So I saw this guy, I was prepared for him, and my only option was to take the service ramp there with him, so now that is a two-lane road, one of those lanes leads over to the, uh, what they call FIW, Fuel Inspect and Wash, that is where the buses go to get clean daily, and, uh, you know, a couple right-hand turns, I basically just did a, you know, very large circle, just to go have to go do that merge again, so, uh, Thankfully, nobody, uh, like, the quick stop that I I had to do, nobody was injured, and uh, nobody, uh, including myself, had a heart attack after watching what was going on. I actually got a few pats on the back of going, hey, thanks for keeping us safe on the ride home. So, uh, for the most part, you know, driving a bus is, is rather simple. You're doing the speed limit while everybody else in front of you is speeding. So, nobody really gets in your way until it comes to a park exit, so... Be careful, and uh, this is your, uh, your, your nice friendly warning. It doesn't matter what size the vehicle, if there's anything larger than you, don't pull in front of it and hit your brakes. It does not end well, and well, in this case it did, but sometimes it doesn't, so be careful. That's everything for this episode of the Passholders Guide Podcast. Thank you for joining me. I hope I've left you with some tips, tricks, or secrets to make your park experience better. In the meantime, join us on Facebook or Instagram at the Passholders Guide Podcast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button for alerts on the latest episodes. Until I see you again, have a safe time at the parks.